This is a story about a girl named Molly Goes around off the trolley Drinks cider and a dolly She can't get over you There's nothing that she will do Now she's off still in glue Hey everybody, it's Cyanide here with Wilgie Gloss, another podcast. This one's a little bit different, so I kind of wanted to just do a little intro for it. Um, got two guests on it this time two British boys for the price of one, <laughs> um, Jack Chambers and Matthew Wilmot. And yes, yeah, so um, have a listen. There's a comedian who has a bit of um, like, it says a lot about a person, how quickly it takes you when an apocalypse happens to start eating people. <laughs> like, like, are you one of those guys where it's like a, you'll hold off for like months and then you're just on the brink and you'll be like, oh, I'll have to cave in. Or is it like, Matt, there's zombies, like, right, better eat the kids then. You'll be like, what? <laughs> that was... Do you do it, like, within five minutes, or does it take you seven months? Like, that says a lot about a person. Uh, Are you just see, like, right, better, better eat the kids then, I suppose, like, you know. I think it depends on the apocalypse, because if it was, you know, if it was if it was just zombies, let's say, I think I'd hold out. I'd, I'd I agree. be pretty good, and I'd be like, you know, we'll forage for food, and we'll, like, break into places and steal their food and all that kind of stuff. But if it was some sort of, like, you know, like the road where everyone else will probably murder you, I'd just kill the kids. Everyone else like, is a cannibal. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, kids, we're going to eat you. Because what are you trying to say? Yeah, I, I just think that, you know, it, it'd be easier for them not having to live through, you know, a post-apocalyptic wasteland where they're, they're, in, they're in danger of, like, truly horrible things happening to them. So you might as well like, slit their throats and eat them yourself. Yeah, and come on, who doesn't love a good veal chop? Let's be honest. Jack. I'm <laughs> fucked either way. <laughs> You're eating berries off in the woods exactly, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone else has gained like 20 pounds. Like, yeah. Oh, Jack, we're so full, we can't go out and forage. Go forage some stuff. I'm full of like... kids. God, it's, they're so delicious. I never knew human children would be so delicious. And there's me all gone, just like... Yeah. You wander around and it's like, found why, blackberries is... <laughs> why is everyone in this camp suddenly much fatter than I am? Yeah. Well, then they were over 30 and they're all really fat for some reason. You wouldn't have to worry about them eating you because you'd be too skinny. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And you'd be able to outrun them because they'd take three steps and yeah. then they'd just be like, <gasps> <gasps> although if I'm particularly withered, I might be fucked as well. So you never know. <laughs> Depends uh, how sort of shriveled and withered I am. Yeah. If I'm just a little bit anemic, then that's fine. But if I'm like really fucked up, so that's the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so how quick? How quickly do you eat children? Um, the second the power goes out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like before, fi- looking for the flashlight or your lighter or whatever, you try to eat the kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's the first thing. It's just a storm. It's okay. I guess we should start the podcast sometime, officially. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I thought that was the podcast. The longest, (laughs) rantiest intro ever.
everybody, it's Cyanide here with another little Geek Lost podcast. This time, two Brit boys for the price of one. <laughs> we've got Jack. Say hi, Jack. Hello, everybody. And we've got Matt. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. <laughs> there we go. Already we've made that joke. Well done, Matt. Two guys, a girl, and a podcast. I don't know if you guys get that reference. Uh, Ryan Reynolds in yeah. his early TV work. Yep. Of course, we get that reference. Well, I didn't know because it was only on for a couple years, and it was in the late nineties. The two guys, a girl, in a pizza place, and it turned into two guys and a girl. The yeah. show it was like two guys, a girl, and a podcast. So there we go. Do you remember the TV channel Trouble, Jack? No. Oh, well, <laughs> Should it, I? It, it used to be on Trouble. It was it was like a late nineties kids TV channel. Um, it it was basically all the stuff like two guys and a girl, Moesha. <laughs> that you know, Moesha rings a bell. Yeah, all that all that kind of stuff like live action after school special kind of stuff. Um, I, I spent many an hour watching that crap. Just dissolving <laughs> my brain. It was good. Melting it. Nice. Yeah. Well, I actually do have notes this time. And so, yeah, some of them are horrible, horrible random words. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what my podcasts are. Um, but the first one I, does have, I do have that does kind of relate is about summer because it's summertime. And it is ridiculously hot here right now. It's actually like about 30 degrees Celsius, which is crazy for Canada. But what is summer like in the UK? Is it sad and dreary and rainy like the rest of the year? Kind of, (laughs) yeah. Uh, I think um, I'll speak about the south and Matt can certainly speak about the north. Because there is a little bit of difference in, in the temperatures in England. I mean, we're such a small country, it's kind of less extreme than places like Canada and stuff. But we get this weird mix of if it goes above a certain temperature that's even like slightly warm everyone just gets naked <laughs> and then two days later it is pouring with rain because we get like lots of humidity and that builds up and then it kind of breaks into a storm we get a bunch of storms and stuff and then summer seems to last for like two days at a time and then it'll drop back down again and then we get another two days and then that's about it for the rest of the year, and then it's back to <laughs> rain and dreariness. I assume it's fairly similar up north, Matt. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> we had uh, we had that little heat wave for a couple yeah. of days. Was it last week or the week before? Um, where it sort of it reached sort of like thirty, thirty two up here, um, which you know for northerners is basically like sticking us in hell. Um, and then so a couple of days later there was thunderstorms and the temperature dropped a few degrees and it just seemed to rain for a while and then it cooled down a bit then got a bit hotter and then there was a few more storms they cooled down a bit and last couple of days it seems to have been going on an upswing it's definitely warmer now than it was at the beginning of the week Um, but yeah we, we, we just have crazy crazy weather um I know where, where I live because I live in Yorkshire. We're on the east side of the Pennines, the sort of like mountainous region that goes up the west side of the country, and that impacts the weather an awful lot because it just sort of like pushes all the rain clouds up, and then when they pass over the Pennines, they just come down. So it's usually dreary and rainy <laughs> in Yorkshire. 
Which is very fitting for you, isn't it? It is. I, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I've got reverse uh, seasonal affectiveness disorder. I, it's not the winter that bums me out. It's the summer. I am not. I'm not a summer person. I don't look good in shorts. I, I just sort of sweat all the time, even if it's like I mean, mildly warm. We're both like big, pasty, nerdy boys, aren't we? Yeah. Matt? And I think we're, we're yeah. fairly similarly equipped to deal with heat, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, we uh, the the shop at Aircon has been broken for about five years now. Oh, nice. Um, we, we've got basically our shop is just one sort of like giant room, uh, but the ceiling drops towards the back, and there's one Aircon unit down there that works. And because you can sort of touch the ceiling at that part of the shop, you just get icy cold blasts in your face. So I've been I've just been standing there. Not doing anything for a couple of weeks now. It's like, yeah, can you help me find something up on the chat wall? It's like, yeah, it'll be fine. It's it's up there. Just just go look. Yeah, I, yeah my colleagues over there. I'm sure they can help you. I'm yeah. I'm busy being really chilled out and nice I'm, and cool I'm, down here. I'm filing this particular section, which is <laughs> yeah, which is like SH to ST. <laughs> and I'm gonna have to do this. For quite a while because it needs a lot of work this bit. <laughs> nice um, but yeah we we always seem to have that weird bit where well like we'll get like a really really nice really warm sort of like couple of days in the spring and then the weather kind of gets crappy again for a while it's you know it's sort of cold and windy and you know usually rainy and then the summer comes, and it, like Jack says, everyone gets naked and just kind of loses <laughs> their mind. Pretty much, yeah. We, we all just lose our minds at the first yeah. sight of any kind of sun. It's just, I, I don't understand it. It's like, oh, the sun's out, we best get it while we can. So it's just, yeah. it's dudes, you know, who look like me. They look like, you know, Chris Pratt before he hit the gym. <laughs> you know, just a big, like, hairy You know, 2006 dude. Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, 2006 Chris Pratt. That's, that's exactly right. And, you know, they're walking around with their shirts off. It's like, this isn't nice. This, this isn't what people want to see at all. Just, just put it away, man. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm warm. I have some I'm love sweating. for chubby Chris Pratt. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. If, you know, if I could One have a time us. travel sandwich, <laughs> go back in time to 2006, I'd let him play with the shit out of me. This is just adorable. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So time travel sandwiches, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's That's move not on how to, they work. Let's move on to important <laughs> subjects here. Uh-huh. The, the real topic of the podcast. Why we got you on the show, Matt. So you think that as you eat the sandwich, you time travel. Is that is that the, the mechanics you're working with here? As I a physicist, so. I'm trying to work out what you mean. That's I think not so, how they but work. <laughs> I think it's been a while since I thought about this. So I'm just going from what my brain is telling me now. I, I think it's like... Eating the sandwich is like getting the DeLorean up to 88 miles an hour. And then right. when you eat that okay. last bit, that's when you know you get the flaming tire marks and you travel through time. All right, so you have to eat an entire sandwich and you have to like chew it and like that's like like you yeah, said, you like the to, acceleration like, up to 88. Yeah. And then the final bit is the lightning strike and yeah. the flaming tires and stuff. So okay. it's like the, the traveling down the throat and the gullet into the stomach. As soon as it hits the stomach acid, and you get a nice splosh. I imagine that's what will cause the time ripple and shoot you through time. But what happens when? Because when I have a sandwich, I always give my dog like the last little piece. Does he travel in time then? 
He's your, Einstein, then. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your dog has just had the most amazing summer. <laughs> um, just seeing all the most important points in human history and going, ah, I could, I could pee up against that column. Yeah. Do we ever establish mechanics for the time travel sandwiches? No, it, it, it was just that the, the sandwiches would go back and it would be like That's what I thought, a fresh yeah. sandwich again. <laughs> and then it was about sandwiches. Cause sandwiches are good. You and your fucking peanut butter and pickle. Yes. Peanut butter and pickles. The the worst. And spaghetti sandwiches. Spaghetti sandwiches. Spaghetti sandwiches are the shit. They are. They are fucking amazing. It's even better (laughs) if you get some, like, lasagna. Oh, yeah. You know, like, day-old lasagna. Leftover. Stick that between some bread. (laughs) Oh, Oh my god! That's See, nice. that's the one I I remember having this conversation at the time. That's the one I can sort of get behind, but the peanut butter and pickle thing is just inherently wrong to me. It's I so can't good. be dealing with that shit. I, I love peanut butter and I love pickles, mm. but I'm not quite sure I'm it's, man enough. It's really good. It's really good. I didn't believe it was a thing, and then Mandy sent me some Google image yeah. searches after the podcast. I was like, "Look, it's real. I'm not mental." Well, see, and like, I thought that it was it just like real, me and my friend but that you're did still it. Mental. Well, I thought it was just me and my friend that, yeah, you, you know, thought you'd invented we were it. weirdos that yeah. ate it. But no, it's a real thing. Is this where we pickles. find out that you've actually been sort of pregnant for years and no one knew? Like, <laughs> I have this weird craving shit. for, you know, peanut butter and pickles. I don't know where it came from. I also this... dip pepperoni sticks into onion dip. <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. Weird combination. Yeah. That doesn't D- sound D- that insane. Yeah, I tell you what's a good sandwich, Mandy. If you get it, do you guys make shepherd's pie over there? I have actually started making shepherd's pie at home. Yeah, but it's not she- real shepherd's pie because I use beef. See, we use beef as well because it's easier than finding ground lamb. Yeah, I use so. fake meat, vegetarian <laughs> stuff, so I'm even yeah. more of a blasphemer yeah. than you two. But yeah, that doesn't that doesn't matter because you can flavor it to taste mm-hmm. like meat, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, she- shepherd's pie in a sandwich is pretty good. Because you get that nice sort of like really thick, dense potato. This is like leftover. Yeah. You, know, you can do it when you eat it, but it's just kind of messy a little. Well, you need it's, the, it's the always better with leftovers. Yeah. But, but that's a good sandwich. I recommend that. I've also so have you guys ever had like KFC leftover... sandwiches? <laughs> yeah. Like I was thinking about to ask like leftover fast food, like leftover yeah. Chinese and stuff like that. Or... I put leftover KFC into sandwiches. Yeah, I've never had KFC. So yeah, what's yeah. actually worse is at Christmas time, I'll take leftover, like, because my mom and my grandma used to make dressing in like little loaves instead of like loose dressing in the turkey. Yeah. So it'd be like little loaves of it, and I'd actually take leftover dressing and slice it up and put it in a sandwich. You put a loaf in another loaf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a bread sandwich. That's that's genius. <laughs> I I love doing that at Christmas with bread sauce. Bread bread sauce bread. is just the best thing to have in a sandwich. What's bread sauce? Is it just liquid bread? Uh, well, it's um, it's like breadcrumbs and it's just like breadcrumbs, flour, and water or something. I have to find you the recipe, but it's really good. Oh, you put you put onions in there as well. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of like an onion dip, but it's just oh, yeah. sort of thick and gloopy. But if you're making a sandwich, it's really good for structural integrity because after you know after it's been in the fridge for a night, it's congealed and it's really dense and it just sticks to everything. 
Nice. Yeah, you know, when you scoop it out with the spoon, you're gonna have to scrub the shit out of that spoon. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, you know, not cleaning your bowl that's had porridge in it right away. Yeah. You know, where it's just crusted on like, the I like side. a proper thick porridge, so I, uh, that's something I can yeah. definitely relate to. Yeah, is it porridge is like custard. It should be thick and you should yep. be able to build a house with it. Yeah. <laughs> if your cu- if your custard is thin, don't invite me to your house. Oh, I love custard. I love Same that there's gravy. like two restaurants in town here that actually serve creme brulee for dinner for dessert. And that's my favorite dessert ever. Creme brulee is fantastic. Love I'm, custard. Is anyone else just getting really hungry? <laughs> I, I literally haven't had dinner yet, so I'm getting proper hungry right now. <laughs> Can just... we change subject to like <laughs> comics or something, please? Okay. Uh, slightly less delicious. Uh, we'll, we'll do a quick left turn. <laughs> or I will start eating on the eat. podcast, and that's not fun for anyone. <laughs> well, the next note that I actually have, and it is a proper topic, is uh, the British invasion of North America. And see, with this, it's more like because Doctor the, Who's in the sixteen hundreds. Like... No, like actually, <laughs> <laughs> the actual like. Well, actually, it fits because we just said Canada Day and the U.S. just had their Independence Day, so yeah. <laughs> we're fighting and being independent. <laughs> Which I always found really funny that I don't know one of the American songs. I don't know if it's America the Beautiful or whatever one of it is. Is the same They're as the, the London? Same. Yes, yeah. The, yeah. the British the American anthem. national anthem is just written. Is another English anthem rewritten? Yeah, but it's it's one of the yeah, like one of like, America, fuck yeah. <laughs> It's one of not one of their like not their official anthem, but one of their other yeah, yeah. And it's the same as the British one. I'm like, why would you keep that? Like, why would you keep that as one of your like semi-official songs when you're like, oh yay, you know, we're independent well, now. There's still an American state that has the Union flag, yeah, in yeah. its state flag. Like, it's you know, it's Hawaii. Crazy. It's not one of the real states, mm-hmm. but it's still there. You know the what the one state that was never part of <laughs> yeah <laughs> actual like mainland America yeah. and colonial yeah. that bizarre. Yeah. But I mean, like, because yes. Doctor Who is like the big resurgence since you know the new series and new launch, and then yeah, like Cumbersnatch um, taking over everything. <laughs> and I'll, then... I'll, I'll, I'll cucumber snatch is fucking everywhere these days. Yeah, yeah. He's and... just in every franchise. Oh, he's in The Hobbit. He's in fucking yeah, Sherlock. Exactly. He's in and everything. Then, uh... The rumors he was going to be in Star Wars. I'm like, thank God he's not in Star Wars yet. And the whole like you know Game of Thrones is huge too. Like it's yeah. just this giant. British see, the, see, in cinema the and thing TV. about Game of Thrones is it's full of British actors and it's full of actors doing British accents, yep. but it's also full of Icelandic people, Danish people. Yep. It's written and produced by Americans. The books were written by an American. Yeah, it's this weird like it's seen as British because it's got Charles Dance in it and he's yeah. basically the King of England because Charles Dance is amazing. Yeah. Um, if only uh, he was the King of England, I'd be I a know, royalist. Right? <laughs> yeah, I've been playing. Um, the Witcher 3 recently um, I, I was literally playing it like moments before we started the <laughs> podcast it's my game of the year so far yeah. and um, he is like the king of the empire in that and I just go and talk to him just occasionally <laughs> just to hear Charles Dance being Charles Dance nice. what do you want Witcher and I'm like yes this is amazing <laughs> yeah I, I, I can't get enough Charles Dance in my life but yeah I, I see what you mean um, I know we're going to kind of touch on some topics from San Diego Comic-Con mm-hmm. that's going on this weekend as well, but 
seeing Doctor Who at Comic-Con like melts my brain a little bit. <laughs> Thinking back to when my dad introduced it to me. I know this is something we definitely talked about on the show. Yeah. Um, I think it was my first appearance on the yep. show, man. Um, that was kind of the main topic, wasn't it? The kind of North American versus British kind of nerd culture thing. Mm -hmm. And seeing how Doctor Who, perhaps more than anything else in recent memory, has kind of been adopted and almost dominated by its North American fandom. Yeah. And I almost feel like the show itself and the way it's marketed and the way it's presented and the actual, like, literal production of the show is more Americanized than ever. And now that there's rumors that they might do a movie, and I'm like, you did a movie 20 years ago, yeah. and it didn't do well. Unfortunately, it did nothing for poor Paul McGann's career, because he's fantastic, and he's actually quite a good doctor, but that movie is not, like you know the the thing that like defined his career and really like oh he's a brand new star and all that sort of stuff mm -hmm. and now more than anything else it feels like it's aimed at young american audiences yeah it's do, you just, guys, do you guys it's agree huge. like yeah i think that i don't know it's just so weird because even like just looking from when we did talk about it on the last podcast that you're well the first one that you're on and you know, since then I've kind of like got caught up and watched and it just seems like it has gotten like bigger and bigger. And, you know, even with Capaldi and it's like, he may not be the best doctor, in my personal opinion, I don't like him, but it seems like even with him, it's gotten bigger. <laughs> like every time there's a new doctor and the new series come out, it just seems like it's getting, you know, picking up momentum and getting more and more huge. And it's just, like, it's weird for me because I grew up watching, like, British TV shows and, you know, it was mainly, like, Are You Being Served and Faulty Towers and stuff like that. Oh, Faulty Towers, but what a classic. Especially because, you know, it's Canada, so we had half-assed BBC on our local, like, our public the television the Commonwealth. stuff. Yeah. Don't you forget it. <laughs> so, you know, we, it was probably more than a lot of Americans would have, right? But there was the big break from it and then maybe both the last i'd say you know 15 years or so it's just slowly gotten you know more progressively ingrained in everything now in pop culture over right here. Yeah, it's, yeah it's crazy like i just don't know you know it, like how you guys view it over there is like you know it's turning into like just general pop culture in north america everything british kind of <laughs> well i think if you're going to look at that, you need to go a little wider, and you just you just need to take it to not, not so much as like nerdy shows, but just shows in general. Because mm -hmm. like Downton Abbey is yeah. huge in America, but that's I don't because... know anyone in this country that watches Downton Abbey. <laughs> yeah. For the record, nobody <laughs> that... I have ever met in real life who is an English person watches Downton Abbey. Yeah. Yeah, it's you, because you they all know that we don't it. live like that. Yeah, they, they, yeah. That we it's all know weird. that. It's a weird idyllic go, version of England, isn't it? Yeah. If you go to someone's house for tea, it usually means a can of special brew and a fight somewhere. It's not... And a cold can of beans in the basement. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, pasta, Chris, you slag. You know, it, that, that, that's how it is in, you know, England. It's, we, we don't... This sort of, oh, everything's quaint and lovely and delightful and the people are charming. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> They're not I, charming at all. Yeah, you know, there there was some um, there were some Americans who were on my uh, course at university, and I went to university in Leeds, which is it's about thirty minutes from where I live on the train, maybe forty five. And they were like, "Oh, where are you from?" And I'm like, "To be honest, I'm the most local person here <laughs> because I live pretty much in I live in the same county. You know, I'm 
from down the road and like oh so what's yorkshire like you know i've got like you know a couple of people from america a guy from san francisco and they're like oh so what's yorkshire like i was like well you know texas <laughs> it's kind of like that the texas of england <laughs> yeah i was like it's the biggest county just like texas is the biggest state we're pretty fucking inbred <laughs> Our literacy scores and homophobes. Yeah, our literacy scores are tiny. We're full of racists and homophobes. The only difference is, is it isn't a million degrees here. It usually <laughs> rains all the time. You know, it's like we don't shoot people. For dales and marshland. Basically. Yeah, yeah, we don't shoot people. We just punch everyone all the time. Just ah, uh, fuck it, bag. <laughs> <laughs> Um, ruin my dreams of England. <laughs> trust me, England is. A, a, there are parts of it that are lovely, and there are parts of it where you'll go and you'll meet the people, and you'll be like, "Oh, they're they're just salt of the earth." You know, I'd do anything for them, just because like they've done anything for me. They're lovely, but if you go anywhere where like general populace is, just just bring a big stick, <laughs> just you know, put some nails in it or something, because we're. I'm, I'm sort of ashamed to be British at times <laughs> when I see how people act in the street. Absolutely. I'm with you there, mate. Sorry, yeah. I know we're, like, crushing your dreams and fantasies here, man. <laughs> yeah. See, but that's you not... You want like... to live in a lovely, like, Downton Abbey kind of world, don't you? No, see, like, I wouldn't even... <laughs> if I ever went to the UK, I wouldn't even want to go to, like, like London or, like, the main centres. I'd rather go, like, through the countryside to the smaller towns. I Come do to highly... Population yeah. six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Four I know, like, go to, like, the small town, hang out in a little pub and shit like that. Yeah. Not, you know, I don't want to go to friggin' London because it's, like commercialized and it's the same as going to like new york or to las vegas or to los angeles yeah sure i do highly recommend if you ever come over here though go go across the border into scotland and go to edinburgh well, yeah it's just lovely <laughs> and anywhere edinburgh is, is a gorgeous gorgeous yeah, city right anywhere now. you can go and see a castle from basically wherever you stand can only be magical well i plan <laughs> on going to scotland and to ireland as well it's, um was it? Is it? Uh, I think it's the Ed- Edinburgh Waverley train station that's right in the middle of town. You come out of it and up onto the road, and you get onto Princess Street, which is like the main shopping drag. And you just look to your left, and there's a castle, and you're like, "This is the best <laughs> fucking place ever." It is truly one. I've been a bunch of times, and every time I go, I forget just how pretty it is up there. That's like and- one of the main reasons that I want to go. To the UK and to Europe and everything is just like all the old stuff because I mean you know it's North America it's Canada here it's where I'm from I think maybe it was settled in the 1800s because there was a fort here um, in Thunder Bay there was like one of those fur trading forts here but everything over there is like so old and I think that would just be like amazing to see like the really old architecture and stuff from like the 1500s you know yeah. Whereas here yeah. it was just trees <laughs> in the 1500s. I, I think I think I mentioned this um, back on the podcast when I first showed up. But there's a church. My my parents live in a village. When I said population six, I actually meant population of forty. The village <laughs> they live in is literally a population of forty. Average age of about seventy five. <laughs> They've retired a few years ago, and they're like some of the younger people there. Um, and the church they live next to was built in like the year 1012 Jeez. so it's like a thousand years old and you can't 
like growing up as a kid, I never really. I threw rocks at it. I uh, <laughs> threw like if I had an apple core, I'd try and like smash it against the wall and stuff. And then people say like, oh, I think something old. And I hear like you know Americans or Canadians or um you know North Americans in general say like, my God, that building's from 1845. Yeah. It's so old. I'm like, my parents' house was built in 1760. I know. <laughs> And the church next door is over a thousand years old. Yeah. It was built by Normans, and it's a Saxon <laughs> church that was restored by Normans. And for those of you who don't know, that means it's before the Battle of 1066, which is kind of this like history-defining thing here in America. Where and in America, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I'm all over the place. Um, here in England, that's better. <laughs> Freudian slip. See, we are, we are definitely being Americanized over here. I just trading cultures. cultures. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In England, thank you very much, um, where the French invaded and essentially took over a bunch of places there. The, the Norman clan um, of, of France came over in 1066 and our king was killed and blah, blah, blah. Um, and that church was built before then. God. So it's at least a thousand years old. And it's this crazy thing I never even thought about until fairly recently where my eyes have kind of been open to culture and history and stuff like that. And I suddenly hit my 20s and I'm like, I feel like, actually an adult I feel so I'd appreciate <laughs> art and culture and stuff like that and well it's funny our old house like we just moved in February and our house before was I think built in 1910 and it's just like oh my god that's so old like this house is so old <laughs> we gotta get out of this house and like our house now is built I think the late 70s and it's still it's like still kind of like borderline old for the city <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy yeah it's like oh the house is 1910 it's so old it's like one of the oldest houses <laughs> in the city like i said well it was you know thunder bay is pretty much settled in the fur trading and we actually have a historical park fort william historical park where it's like you can go and see the old fur trading times and they have like the voyagers so they're kind of like i guess the the workers sort of or whatever and they have this big ceremony every year and they like come in on their canoes and like bring their stuff in to trade at the fort and there's all like the proper english gentlemen guys from you know the english settlers that came over and with their little top hats and they're trying to sell their beaver hats and everything i would totally rock a beaver hat <laughs> if there's a chance for me to buy one so, yeah, why did that go guy. out of style yeah. <laughs> i think it's because people started making jokes it's like, oh, you you want to buy some beaver, do you? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think that beavers are really hunted anymore either. I'd I'd wear fake beaver. <laughs> I'd, I'd be okay with that, you know. You'd I, wear, I don't. You'd wear don't a fake beaver. Believe that's called a merkin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, I I got one of those for Christmas. You know, <laughs> it's, it's actually quite fetching. You know, I can style it a bunch of different ways, part it in different places. It's it's functional. You <laughs> that's know? what you wear when it gets too hot in England. Yeah, <laughs> just, just strip merkins. off to the merkin. <laughs> yeah. It's like you know the um, uh, going back to Game of Thrones, um, the wildling with the great mm -hmm. big ginger beard. Yeah, that, that's what my merkin Torment. looks like. Yeah. <laughs> gingers it's actually it funny with with gingers my friend and i when we were like young we always kind of like knew there's something different about orange haired kids and we talk about how like they had weird long pointy fingers and the freckles everywhere and stuff but we didn't know there was an actual name for them like gingers <laughs> until we got older <laughs> But it's funny because we're like we always do, you know that it's true because every person person who's a ginger has long pointy fingers. It's just I guess a characteristic of them. 
And then you got the blonde gingers, which are blingers. Blingers. <laughs> yeah. There's like all the different Is that subcultures. All black <laughs> no, it's a blonde ginger because I've actually seen blonde gingers. Yeah, where they have all the characteristics. blonde, as they like to call it. They That's have all the characteristics of a ginger, but they don't have freckles. They oh. just have like fingers. <laughs> I think the black ginger is called the demolition man. <laughs> Albinos. <laughs> And th- there's a San Diego rumor we can transition into <laughs> from Demolition Man. Wesley Snipes wants to come back as Blade and claims to have been in talks with Marvel. It's because he needs what? money. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, he, he's yeah. still paying off his fucking taxes. Exactly. Now, yeah, I, I don't know about you two, but I do. I, I quite enjoy the Blade trilogy. Yeah, I like uh, them. You know, the, the, I like the, the first two. Yeah, they're they're all a lot of fun in their own individual way. The first one's the best one, yeah. I think. Oh yeah, uh, I, I do really like number two, and the third one's just a bit of fun. Um, but why, why Wesley Snipes? Why when you've yeah. you know when you've kind of pushed away all of the old characters? Even Fox are doing it. Even Fox have rebooted. If you can re- if you can era. reboot and get rid of Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can reboot and yeah. get rid of Wesley Snipes, who is literally old enough to be Andrew Garfield's dad. Well, yeah. it's like with friggin' Arnold Schwarzenegger. Why does he need to be in the new Terminator movie? Because yeah, he has exactly. nothing else. Like... Because you think I'm sad and pathetic. You should go to Arnold's house. There's nothing worse than a man sitting in some workout shorts, pumping iron in the dark. In his sad, saggy shirt. It's all about the pump. Yeah, oh, I was like, just you know. <laughs> thinking when I saw a picture of Arnold with his shirt off, and it just reminded me of when I saw Gordon Ramsay with his shirt off and almost threw up. <laughs> <laughs> when did you see Gordon Ramsay with his shirt off? There was it's um like... one of the Hotel Hell shows, and he was like getting into the shower, and he took his shirt off, and I was like, nope, put it back oh, on. Oh, right, right. I was like, put it is back this on. some kind of illicit affair with Gordon <laughs> Ramsay? I would make him wear his shirt in bed. Because <laughs> that's awful. Yeah. Gordon, I know this is a bit of fun, <laughs> but you look like a sack of shit. Put your shirt on. He looks a lot better with his clothes on. Yeah. He needs to keep them on. Funnily enough, women say the same thing about me. <laughs> you are Gordon Ramsay, after all, Matt. I am. I do I do swear like Gordon Ramsay. You do have a face that looks like a walnut. <laughs> I yeah. love Gordon Ramsay. And, and, you know, I'm a pretty good cook, so not saying I am Gordon Ramsay, but you've never seen us in the same place. <laughs> and weirdly enough, he's definitely a person that's part of the uh, British culture crossing over to America thing. Yep. Yeah. I definitely noticed that. million different shows. He's on everything. Yeah, exactly. And then he even did like American Kitchen Nightmares yeah. or whatever the fuck. And yeah. then now you guys have got, um, I say you guys, North Americans, <laughs> um, have got James Corden hosting The Late Late Show. Yep. And he's what kind of a staple, that about? Yep. Why is staple of British, British comedy of the last Still like, allowed to fucking work. The talentless sack <laughs> of puke. I watched it's... some clip from his show and I think it was like for Pitch Perfect 2. And he was trying to have this like acapella... Yeah, he had an acapella battle with, yeah, um, thingy, yeah. with Anna Kendrick, and, and it was so yeah. painful to watch. And yeah. I was just like, I have to turn this off because it's just awful. It was so painful. I really like Reggie Watts, who's his the leader of his band, though. Yeah, Reggie Watts is fucking awesome, and he's in Pitch Perfect too. Yeah, as well, weirdly enough. So they had like a weird battle thing there. So the first yeah, one was a lot but... better than the second one. And... Yeah, welcome to the Pitch Perfect podcast. <laughs> and um, Boomer from it is in my new favorite show, Workaholics, which I am obsessed with, because that's an awesome uh, show. 
I've heard good things about workaholics. Never seen a second of it. I know there's the dude so with the hair, weird. and there's the other guy who is yeah, Boomer, who yeah. is also in Pitch Perfect. Who um, the, the is dude Rebel with the hair Wilson's. is amazing. I'm like obsessed with his hair. See, I had hair like that, <laughs> and it just makes me upset. <laughs> don't miss it at all. Hair have, is it's amazing. like having Nam flashbacks, but with hair. <laughs> uh, one of my friends a little while ago found a picture of me from university. When my hair, my, when my hair was really long, <laughs> and my hair was bright red, and I looked like someone had pushed Robert Smith into a bucket of paint. Um, I need this in my life. And I was just like, "What? Why the fuck? Why the fuck is this still a thing? Why haven't you burnt this?" And like, "I'm never burning this. I'm keeping this forever." Forever. I was like, "You son of a bitch." That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> We need but this I, I, on the internet, Matthew. Exactly. I, I, too, I too have gone the way that Jack has gone and slowly over the years just cut my hair back to a more manageable, I can just sort of wake up and not have to touch it Yeah. kind of thing. My hair is now shorter than ever for yeah. practicality reasons, yeah. basically. <laughs> um, I mean, sort of baldness runs in my family. It, it's, you know, my dad had it, my brother got it when he was sort of about 18 uh, he, he's been bald for a good number of years now and they've always said it's like oh Matt it's going to get you too I'm like yeah but while I've got hair I'm going to sort of enjoy having hair so you should have long hair well I should <laughs> but long hair is just a bitch it is it's, a, you know, it's like have you, ever, have you ever woken up and like found like a hay bale on top of your head because <laughs> that's what me having long hair was like it was ridiculous I wish that I could have like black hair and just have a giant afro and just let it be. <laughs> Would you change you your name to Misty Knight? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, my hair was referred to as the Jewfro for a while. <laughs> nice. Uh, because for some reason people had it in their mind that I was Jewish. <laughs> um, and some people I live with at university... They because I was so militant and angry all the time. They gave me the nickname of Kaiser. <laughs> I was like, how, wait, how can I be German and Jewish at the same time? There are a lot of German Jews, actually. To be fair, I know there are, but sadly, yeah. an emphasis on were, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, were. <laughs> are there a lot of Jews in England? No, not no, really. But... That's a, that's a weird thing. That that's yeah. a cultural thing I really don't understand. Is the whole circumcision thing. Yeah. which has basically been appropriated by North America through yeah. the large Jewish culture in America. And we have a hugely, hugely, much, much smaller Jewish um, sort of community here in the UK. I, I don't think I've met a Jewish person who has openly stated that they're... I've never met an Orthodox Jew in my life, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or, or anybody who has like, openly identified themselves as Jewish in conversation or anything like that. Whereas that seems to be a super common thing, particularly in like, you know, East of America and things yeah. like that. And that's become such a huge part of culture. And I mean, you've got the whole stereotypes of like Hollywood and, and all the like Jewish businessmen there as well. well. We don't have any of that shit. It's really weird how to kind of so. secular our, yeah. our thing is compared yeah. to North America sometimes. We don't really it's... have any in Canada either. Like, I don't think I've ever met anyone who's Jewish. Mm. I don't know if it's just because I'm in a smaller northern town, but I don't think it's like that big in like Toronto and Vancouver and stuff either. It's a lot of Asians in Vancouver because it's close to the like Pacific Ocean. Mm. So a lot of them, when they immigrate to Canada, end up in Vancouver. 
but I don't think there's any Jewish people that I've ever known. <laughs> so, to be honest, if I if I lived in a country that was founded by a militant right wing version of the church, <laughs> I'd probably convert to another religion too. Yeah, it's exactly. you know, I've, yeah. you know, I've, I've got got a bunch of you know, I've got a bunch of American friends, like I've got a bunch of Canadian friends. You know, they're all really nice. You know, get on with them. It's why we're friends because they're not dicks. But you know. We get a lot of people over here complaining about 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 the Americans, and unfortunately, Canadians get lumped in with it as well. I think yeah. because they think America and Canada are the same country. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. And, and you and you're all just Yanks. Yeah. And they go on ranting about the Yanks. It's like we forced out the militant right. <laughs> yeah. We sent them across the sea because they <laughs> didn't want to live our life, and then we let them have. Basically, a paradise. Mm-hmm. They they have a country that has every single type of, you know, climate zone. I think the only yeah, thing pretty that much, North yeah. America it's one of the most fertile is... pieces of land on yeah. the planet. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> I think the only thing they don't have in North America is rainforests. If I'm right, yeah, Something not, like a, that, not yeah. really yeah. in North America. No, yeah, obviously they've got you know the Arctic tundra at the, t- mm-hmm. the at the very top. Huge mountainous regions, huge you know grass plain regions, yep. lots of forestry, deserts, yep. you know all that kind of stuff. They just don't. If they had a small part that was a rainforest, it would basically be its own planet. Yeah, it's like yep. why go anywhere else? <laughs> Get out of our country and you go do better in this other country. Yeah, it's like <laughs> f- fuck you. Go, go go you go and live over the sea in this country that's a million times bigger than ours. We don't need you. We'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like, it's like sending all your criminals to Australia, and then it's like a big vacation spot now. Yeah. But, <laughs> joke's on them, because all the most dangerous animals in the world live in yeah. Australia, so it's fuck those yeah, guys. Everything in Australia is trying to kill you at all times. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and other than the fact it's that... uninhabitable. Yeah, other than the fact that I couldn't stand the plane flight over there, because I would just go insane. It's like 27 oh. hours or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. From here, because it's... Cause it's... I, literally across the world yeah yeah well, I, I think that if you go the most direct route you basically go from here to you go here from here to somewhere on the pacific rim mm-hmm. change over and then go to australia yeah it, you can like often do f- like layovers in malaysia or yeah. indonesia and areas like that like southeast asia yeah. basically but, but yeah. let's just say, like, hypothetically, I managed to survive the flight. <laughs> I would be so paranoid. Yep. I'd, be, I'd, I'd be like, I'm not going outside unless I'm allowed to have, like, full hockey gear and a giant <laughs> stick. Because I don't want nothing. Because like, I wouldn't take a shit while I was there. I was like, I'm not being bit by a spider on my ass. You know, I don't, yep. want, don't want my death to read, you know, British tourist dies through venom in butt. Yeah, because there's an interesting thing comparing like and that's another thing that I think is big culturally between North America, like o- Oceania with Australia and New Zealand and and Britain is that we don't have any deadly animals here like, at all. No, we don't have any native bears. We don't have any deadly poisonous snakes. We don't have any deadly poisonous spiders. Everything is just going to be like, oh, that hurt. Yeah, yeah. We have like we don't have like. Roaming the, wolves very much or anything like that. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Sorry, carry on. The adder snake. I was going to say the adders are our only venomous snake. Yeah, but it's not. It's like it's not going to kill you. It just give you a bit of a rash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like a really really nasty like bee sting basically. Yeah, 
Um, That's it. I was I was really sad when I was a kid and I got told that we didn't have bears anymore. <laughs> That's I was weird. like, wait a minute. So we used to have bears. Yeah. yeah. What happened to them? Well, we killed them all. Yeah. What dicks? I I would love to go to a you know a part of our country and just be able to look at bears. That to me is a holiday. See, that's what's funny. We have this like wildlife park here in Thunder Bay, and it's I always joke about how they just came in overnight and like built up fences around the animals because it's just animals <laughs> from the area. But I think it's a lot of it's like rehabilitated ones that were injured and stuff. But it's like literally it's moose and bears and like hey, also like some wolves my the and a hawk. And one year is about maybe five or six years ago, a raccoon actually broke into the wildlife habitat to live there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they just built a fence around the raccoon yeah. well he just kept coming in and like hanging out in one of the the little <laughs> habitats i can't remember if it was like i think it was the deer one or something and there's this raccoon guess just living there on it then i guess guys yeah, yeah. why not so like, i guess it's ours now <laughs> but that's what it is it's all just like it's moose and deer and you know a couple bears and some wolves and it's just everything you find in the woods here yeah. Just so you want, fences. want me to pay twenty dollars admission <laughs> yeah. to look at shit I can see in my yard? Well, that's just it. And half the time they're like sleeping way in the back of the habitat, and you'll see more of them just going out for a drive down the highway. You'll see more of the animals than in this habitat. We we have a, a wildlife preserve. Uh, it's not far from me. Um, it, it's like fifteen miles, I think, maybe from where I live. Is the Yorkshire Wildlife Park. And a couple of years ago, they got a uh, a polar bear. Oh, nice! And it's the I think it's the it's the first time they've ever successfully had a polar bear in captivity in England. I think. Um, and I want to say his name is like Hugo or something. <laughs> and I know a bunch of people who've been because I like you know a lot of people I work with have got kids and they've gone and they've taken their kids and everything. And I was like, oh, how was the polar bear? And they're like, well, his enclosure's so far away from the fence. It's like there's a great big sort of like grassy area and then it drops off and turns into a pool and then like where he lives is the other side of the pool. And usually when you go, he's just asleep. Yeah. So you have to kind of squint to see him. Um, but a couple of years ago, I know they were going to shut it down because they had a malnourished, I think it was a tiger or a lion. Um, it was sort of like one of the, one of the big cats they mm-hmm. had. And it was mal- he was malnourished, and he was on the verge of dying, oh. and they were going to shut it down. But what had happened is, is they rescued it from another facility, and obviously brought it there, and they were trying to feed it back up and yeah, get okay. it back to you know good health and everything. And somebody had gone, "There's a malnourished cat. We must go and put this in the paper." Yeah, they're like, "No, no, no, no. We're not actually mistreating it. It was like that when we got it. We're trying, <laughs> we're trying to fix it. Don't be dicks." Uh, but they got tiger cubs, I think, uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, it was on the local news. Wow. And it was just like, tiger cubs are just adorable. Yeah. It's like, I know in like six months they'd kill me, but <laughs> those first couple of months, he's like, they'd make great pets. If I was ever going to like die by a wild animal out in the wild, it would probably be like a polar bear or something. Because I'd be that person that's like, oh, look at the cute polar bear and go up and try and pet it. Because that's how I am with any wild oh, animals I the see. babies. <laughs> I'd go up to like an adult too. Like I see any wild animal, I'm like, oh, look at that! I want to go pet it, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd get eaten by a polar bear. You know, polar bears are like the biggest land predators in the world. Yeah. Like they're these like three <laughs> oh, yeah. ton, indestructible, cli- like like nope. 
inhabitable climate adopting killing machines. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, so cute. There's Have you ever watched on... Grizzly Man, Mandy, by any chance? No. But there was a thing <laughs> on the it's news. It's fucking awful. Don't watch it. Polar but... bears have started eating the... dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, to dolphins be honest, dol- are basically humans with tails. Yeah, they've, they've been mocking all the other animals. It's like, yep. we're, we're as intelligent as humans. You guys can go suck a dick. Yep. I'd eat a dolphin. <laughs> if I was a polar bear, I'd have been eating dolphins years ago. Yeah, they were showing, like, there was like pictures of them eating dolphins. Well, in BC, we have Kodiak bears, and I'm pretty sure those are bigger than polar bears. I'm pretty sure polar bears are the biggest land predators, aren't they? I, that's a, I think Kodiaks that, are bigger. Unless that's, unless that's an urban myth. I don't know. Uh, no, I always thought that they were the biggest. I don't know. Um, Quickly Google. <laughs> but we literally don't have any deadly animals, so what do we know, Matt? <laughs> yeah, true. Um, although we do, we know we do have a couple of pandas. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pandas not are vicious, or sore koala bears. Fucking drop bears are the ones you got to worry about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Australian drop bear, tear your fucking face off, mate. <laughs> um, I, I do. Yes, love... by the way, folks, they don't exist. Don't worry. Don't be scared. <laughs> Uh, I guess polar bears are bigger than Kodiak. Uh, I would have, yeah, I would have swore that Kodiak are bigger though, because they seem bigger. Yeah. I guess it's because polar bears, like you always see pictures where they're always like skinny, because they're all, you know, the climate change and losing their and habitat. Yeah. You mean just sort of go back to Edinburgh quickly? Uh, <laughs> last time I was up there, I went to the zoo because they have pandas in the zoo. Nice. I was like, I want to go see some pandas. I'm probably never going to get to go to China and see them in the wild. <laughs> so I'm going to go up north a couple of hours on the train and go see them there. And you go in and there's sort of like two parts to this enclosure. You go in and you can see like part of their like living quarters, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically a square room. And on one side of it is one bear tank. And on the opposite side is another bear tank. And they have a male and a female. And there's just like a big glass partition. It shows you shows you a little bit whether it's not a huge amount of space, but they just sort of go in there for a while and sort of eat, and then they go out. And when they go out, like round the back, it's a much bigger open enclosure. Mm-hmm. They got like stuff to climb on and all that kind of stuff. And we're going round, and you've you've got to go and book to see them. That's how popular they are. <laughs> As, and you get like 30 minute time slots and you go and they give you wow. a guide and they take you around and everything. And they show you and they're like, oh, the one misconception that people have about the giant panda is they think it's like a polar bear and it's huge. I was like, this thing's basically a fucking Ewok. <laughs> it's, it's like, apart from the fact it's got a giant ass, which it wiggles <laughs> when it walks, which still makes me laugh. Whenever I think of pandas, I just think of them w- w- like waddling along with doop, doop, they're they're like ridiculously cute but you think why are they called giant pandas when you know they're they're not actually that giant I mean they're fat sons of bitches they're they're chunky but they're not huge it's not like kung fu panda lied to us pandas (laughs) aren't actually that big skunks waddle when they walk and it's pretty funny (laughs) but you wouldn't get up close behind it and laugh at it would you no we did catch groundhogs at our old house, though, and I laughed at them. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you did it in a Caddyshack-styled fashion. Well, I caught them in like um, a live trap cage thing, and the trick to catching them is cat food. 
because <laughs> they wouldn't eat anything else but cat food and it'd lure them in and then we bring them out to the marsh to let them go and the one we let go it like ran halfway out and then like stopped and looked back at us with a dirty look and then kept running because <laughs> we moved him so far away from where he was thank you motherfuckers i was i was happy yeah, it was there so was cat funny. food yeah now, now look at this. this place is barren it's a swamp yeah what am i gonna eat well it's nice out at the marsh it's like the river and marshland and shit. It's about half hour away from our house. Do you guys have moose over there? Nope. No. That's weird. So you just oh, have, we have deer, some deer occasionally. Yeah. Well, I know that you have deer from like watching all the British movies where it's like, oh, you killed one of the king's deer, so now we're going to murder you. <laughs> yes, the, the king's deer is the name of my new punk band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's so many movies like that where it's like, you know, some poor person killed one of the king's deers. and Oh, yeah, so many movies. I can name literally zero. <laughs> uh, no Princess Bride. No, yeah, not Princess Bride. Basically, Bride. Um, features Robin Hood. Yes. Robin <laughs> the, one, the one Robin Hood Men in Tights. Sure, I know for a I'm... fact the guy kills a king's uh, deer uh, in that uh, one and they come after him. <laughs> God, I haven't seen that film maybe since it came out. If I was yeah. even alive then. <laughs> Probably not. It's been a it's been a long ass time, but I'm pretty certain that if I watched it, I'd probably enjoy it just as much. Yep. So last year I watched Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles is a classic. I'd just forgotten. I just like I'd forgotten how like offensively funny it was. <laughs> it's like I remember it being funny, but I don't remember them. You know, dro- dropping like you know particular racial slurs yeah. and stuff. And you know, you shouldn't ever laugh at people from other cultures, but sometimes <laughs> someone says something and it's like. It's like I remember when Princess Die jokes were a thing. Yeah. Shortly, <laughs> shortly after she passed away, and it's it's horrible. You know, it's mm-hmm. someone's mum that's died in a really tragic way. But yep. you just get those like gut punch laughs. <laughs> yeah. And it's like afterwards you feel great shame, and you just like, <laughs> you know, what, I really need to like reevaluate my life. But for the first like five seconds, you you just think it's the funniest thing in the world. Yep. I watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off this morning. That's how I started my day. <laughs> I wish I'd have done that. <laughs> now that is a classic. Well, and it's funny too, because there's like that theory that online and stuff like, oh, how it's like Ferris doesn't really exist. It's all just in camera. Yeah, it's all and a dream. Them up. Yeah, yeah. But you watch that and it's like, well, okay, so everyone at the school doesn't really think there's Ferris and like his sister and his parents and everything where it's like not really involving Cameron so he's just hallucinating Ferris's whole life like I can see like if it was just Cameron and it's like you know he's using that as an excuse to do all the stuff himself but then there's all the other stuff that happens when he's not in it which doesn't make sense if it was just all you know in his head so I just I don't believe that theory (laughs) I don't buy into it that's one of the conspiracy theories that I don't buy into hallelujah we found one (laughs) (laughs) That <laughs> it's all in Cameron's head. I do I do have aliens on my list of notes for this episode. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> aliens aliens and and then underneath is cyborgs question mark. <laughs> 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 That's my show notes. Aliens question mark. Cyborgs question mark. <laughs> because aliens. <laughs> Cyborgs because aliens. Yes. 
my my one of my favorite memes online is the guy from Ancient Aliens. Where it's oh like, yeah, with his hair. I'm not saying it's aliens, but it was alien. <laughs> the, the, the best one, Giorgio no, Sukalos, is his hair. Is his where it's like maybe he's just slowly being abducted, and they show his hair getting higher and higher. Yeah, his hair gets bigger and bigger with every season. <laughs> yeah. It's like maybe he's just being abducted very slowly. That's so funny. That guy's the best. <laughs> If any of you haven't watched the the show Ancient Aliens, please do. It's the worst, best thing oh, that's ever been on TV. It's so good. It's Matt, like... have you ever seen Ancient Aliens? Uh, I haven't, but I know oh. of it. The show. Oh, <laughs> Matthew, had, come along I've now. I've had people come in and ask for it. <laughs> they ask for it. <laughs> uh, and they're like, have you got Ancient Aliens? And my first response was, you mean the 80s James Cameron aliens? Because <laughs> I get people coming in, it's like, oh, I'm looking for a film. It's really old. Yeah. 1997. It. It's called Avatar. <laughs> like, that is not a fucking old movie. Right? <laughs> I mean, it is, technically. Yeah. Because anything that's older than five years is considered an old movie now. But yep. that the but... official designation by <laughs> age. I think so, yeah. It's sort of, because five years is enough time for it to go like bargain basement prices. Mm. Is, is it, that it, also the uh, kind of spoiler embargo then? Like, how does that work? The spoiler embargo, I, I think. I think it's six uh, months. Yeah, it, it's sort of, <laughs> it, you, I think it used to be five years. It, it used to be one of those where it was quite a lengthy period of time. Before the but internet, basically. Yeah. yeah. It, but if you came up to me, Jack, and just like, oh, well, this is what happens at the end of Sixth Sense, and I was like, no, 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 I haven't seen it, you le- I think you're legally allowed to slap me in the face yes. and be like, bitch, this movie's been out for 20 fucking years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How you not watched it? You know? um, but yeah, I, th- I think six months now is probably the longest you're going to get, and that's if you stay away from the internet. It was, it was head- so and- hard avoiding the Game of Thrones finale spoilers until we watched it. That was horrible. <laughs> I uh, I remember waking up on the Monday morning and I just sort of like checking my phone while I was eating my breakfast. And the first post I came to was <laughs> someone complaining about people who had spoiled it. And I was like, right, that's it. I'm not w- looking at the internet for the yeah. rest of the... Yeah, that was, that was really hard trying to avoid them all until I yeah. saw it. It's just, <laughs> so I get that people. I get that people are excited about it, and people want to talk about yeah. it. When did it become a point where it was acceptable to just blurt shit out? So yeah. I know there's that Simpsons gag where they're leaving the theater after seeing oh, Empire yeah. Strikes Back, <laughs> and Homer's just giving away all the plot. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, it, it, yeah, it's funny, but you know what happens is it's, it's funny until it happens to you yeah. when you're the person who doesn't want to know about something and then they're like oh well this happened on this episode to be like, fair there, there was one instance where i think it was the best thing ever and it was the announcement of the new harry potter book and the lineup of ardent fans that had been sleeping there for like two days queuing waiting for the new harry potter book a guy drive past and just go, Dumbledore dies! <laughs> <laughs> to the queue. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and that may be the best thing, along with stop fucking clapping then. Yeah. The heck, they're like the two greatest moments in human history, in my opinion. That is awesome. See, the shitty thing about reading the books, though, is you don't get to see the progression of Neville Longbottom. That's the best part of watching the movies. Oh, are you one of these oh, girls? Neville Longbottom, 
you just want to take Neville's long bottom. Yes. You're just like, he's the sexiest man alive, <laughs> and I don't it, care. It's funny, because I was never, like, a big Harry Potter fan, and then we saw... I, like, kind of seen a few of them, and I didn't see all of them. We saw the last one in the theater, and I was like, Jesus, like, Neville Longbottom's come a long way. So then I'm like, let's just watch all of them back to back. And so we spent, like, I think it was about a week, and every night we were watching another Harry Potter, and you could kind of just see, like, the progression of them. Like, like it's almost time. One, it's almost number time. Two, fat kid number three. Fat <laughs> yeah. kid number four. Fat kid hitting puberty. Hello. Yep. Number five. <laughs> hmm. Number six. Oh, hello. Hi, Matthew Lewis. You're quite hot. No. Seven. Ding dong, Matthew Lewis, you sexy bastard. Well, it's funny because it's getting near the end. I'm like, it's almost time. It's almost time. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost. And then it was in his like, latest photo shoot. Well, Good it was Lord. like right after we finished watching them all back to back, after we watched the last one, it was like two days later, he had that photo shoot for Attitude Ooh, Magazine Eddie. or whatever it was. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Neville Longbottom. <laughs> they call him Longbottom for a reason. Um, With the sword of Gryffindor. <laughs> quite, yes. Yeah, if Jack and I were to do this, we'd be branded as sexist pigs. But, but guys, do oh, it check all the out time that Hermione, am I right, guys? <laughs> yep. I hear the same every time. I'm like, oh, Neville Longbottom. It's like, yeah, oh, Hermione, same thing. I'm like, nope, doesn't count. Because she didn't start off like this chubby, horrible thing. Like, she started off just looking like a, a regular hair. girl. Yeah, but she still looked like a regular girl. Whereas Neville so, Longbottom, you look at what he started with. <laughs> I remember once <laughs> reading a with. comment on, it was a review on IGN, not IGN, sorry, IMDB for one of the Harry Potter films. And they were talking about her, um, her eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, her eyebrows are always moving, what is that? And the following reply just simply read, it's called acting. <laughs> and ever since I've seen that comment, every time like a Harry Potter movie comes on TV, I can't not look at her eyebrows and go, they're, they're just like, yeah, they're just like two hairy caterpillars, like freaking out. So, aliens, am I right, guys? <laughs> Cos aliens. Well, Why is Neville Longbottom hot? I'm not saying it was aliens. But it was aliens. But it was aliens. But it was aliens. Mm, never long. But <laughs> so we, we've done aliens. What's the next one? Cyborgs. We've done it. We've done aliens for about four seconds, and then talked aliens. about never long bottoms penis no. for about two minutes. <laughs> well, that's how it should go. I am actually there's um the one of the sites I write for Geek Girl Pen Pals. They have kind of like a, a sister site, Common Room. They do fandom five fandom friday or something every friday it's like five things or whatever but they're doing harry potter week at the end of july and i was like can i just blog about neville longbottom <laughs> i'm like i just want to write a blog just about neville longbottom so i'm gonna do that at the end of july <laughs> just neville longbottom just just keep it clean you know for, <laughs> for the children it's just gonna be all full of innuendos yeah. there's you know there'll, there'll be there'll be some harry potter fans out there who you know they're only just starting out, and to them, Neville's just this like fat nerdy kid. <laughs> just don't, just don't, you know. He spends like, half oh, of got... one of the movies literally turned to stone and doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. it's like well, it's all right because by the end, he's got a huge cock, and um, he is basically the hero of the whole piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. But see, that's the life lesson: never count out the chubby nerdy guys. Those are the ones. You, those dicks. are the ones you put Woo! your effort into because if you get in before they get hot. That's you know, then you're gold, then you're set. Then you get a bit of taste of that long bottom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I 
Ladies, I'm just saying, Matthew and I, Shelby nerdy guys, big old dicks. Well, my middle name is Dick. (laughs) It is! Oh my god. My middle name is Richard, so. Yeah. Not saying. Dick's my middle name. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Not saying I'm well hung, but Dick's my middle name. Um. Yeah, it's like you know, I, my my Harry Potter knowledge is sketchy at best. You know, it's like I read like the first two books. I think it was. I saw the first three movies. Um, I basically watched Prisoner Azkaban and went, "Yeah, they'll never get any better than that." <laughs> and I think I was right. I think you most are, people yeah. say that Azkaban's the best movie. Um, but so I I used to date a girl a while ago who was like, who was a big Harry Potter fan. Um. And she was saying that like Neville was born on the same day as Harry. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the chosen one, possibly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's like that if, it, theory. if it had gone the other way, it could it, like it could have been like Neville Longbottom and the Half Blood Prince. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, it was Harry Potter. Do, do you think like she wrote this down? It's like oh, it'd be funny. We'll we'll give we'll give the fat kid the same birthday <laughs> as the hero. This would be a good laugh. And then by the end, when you know what? Let's just make it that he's cool now and he's awesome, and yeah. it totally could have been him. And he de- spoilers for <laughs> Deathly Hallows. He delivers the final blow. Yep. So technically, he is the hero, sort of. Maybe he just whips out that sword of Gryffindor, pretty mm-hmm. much, and he, he just fucks shit. He wields it. <laughs> yeah. He wields it with two hands, like a man. Yeah. <laughs> this is my long sword. <laughs> and all the women just go. <gasps> Yep. And all the men just go, damn. Because <laughs> the men are black guys. <laughs> well, why not? I, I, you know, I, I don't think they were represented well enough in the Harry Potter franchise, let's be honest. No, there was like one guy. Yeah. No, there's two in the last one. Cause there there's, is... there's a theory that the black guy and his buddy are a gay couple as well. Oh, yeah. Then that's one of the conspiracy theories behind the Harry Potter franchise. <laughs> of course, you know, just like there was a black Half black, full of half secret gay Spider Man. So of course he had to be gay as well. Yeah, yeah. Throw it yeah. all in. Anyway, aliens, aliens. San Diego Comic Con. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, I actually have that on my list. Is the uh, cons and just kind of like, I guess in the states, right? Well, more than, a little bit in Canada too. North America, I guess, is like kind of con season. The summer's picking up, and it goes from now till I don't know, maybe like early fall. And I know I think we mentioned it once too on one of the other ones, but do you guys have a lot? Like, is there conventions in the UK? Is there like a con season? I know there's probably like the London Comic Con. Uh, there's becoming, it seems to become bigger every year, I think. And it's not, not just that, you know, like newer ones are cropping up, but the ones that are coming around for the following year are just getting bigger mm-hmm. and they're getting more press. So it's like London, I think London Comic Con's our big one that we have. Yeah, L- London yeah. Super uh, Comic Con is the biggest one, I think. Yeah. which is the one I've been to a few times. That's the one that seems to get you know the 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 more well known creators and stuff going to. But uh, it's like there's a bun- there's been a bunch of like cosplay cons and like collector cons in like the Yorkshire area pretty steadily throughout the year there, se- there seems to be one cropping up like every like three or four months oh wow um, there was um, 
Was it started? There was one in uh, Doncaster, which is like one of our one of my nearest towns. It's actually where I work. Uh, there was one a couple of years ago up at the I think it was up at the racecourse um, or the big sports centre. I think, but they had one there a couple of years ago, and they seemed to have a really good turnout. So then it came back like six months later, and then when it came back after that, it was like three months later, and now they do it in. <laughs> one of the other towns in the county and it, it just it seems to be building every year but i don't think we've anything anywhere close to you know what's currently happening yeah. in california right now yeah like i've always wanted to go to comic-con but i think that i'd be a little bit overwhelmed going to it like i don't know if that i'd want to go to that one or if i'd rather go to like one of the smaller ones yeah. or one of the canadian ones because i know there's like I can't remember what there's one in Toronto, but it's actually like a like a whole pop culture convention. So there's yeah. like the comics and the movies, and there's yeah, like sports. My and friend everything. Toronto goes to that one fairly regularly, yeah. and it's always like the cast of Arrow and stuff because they all mm. film in Vancouver, so they can just mm. kind of yeah. hop straight up there and, <laughs> and be there straight away. Yeah, we're actually having if two two years ago. I think there was kind of a one day convention here, but it was. At, well, at actually at the historical park on the outskirts of town, and I was like, I don't want to drive fucking forty five minutes to go to this thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's how lazy I am. But they actually had um, the original Chekhov, I believe, came from oh, Star nice. Trek, and some other chick who did the voice from some anime that I've never heard of, and I don't remember what so. it was. Um, but they're doing another one this year down actually at the waterfront and it's free. I think it's by donation only. And I actually got asked to be on a panel for the changing. It's like changing face of comics and how like trying to gear them to like new people. And I guess, cause I'm the only chick that would be on the panel. So they wanted a chick's <laughs> perspective and like trying to gear comics more towards chicks. And I'm actually going to be selling, yeah. selling my book at a table there too. But I don't know the whole rest of it because they're just doing it as like a one day trial kind yeah. to see if there's like enough interest in it. But other than that, I mean, the closest ones would probably be like Toronto or Ottawa, which is about a 22 hour drive from where I am as far as far away as Toronto. And then 22 other... hour drive for us is like, I don't know, what, Greece? <laughs> yeah, I was going to yeah, say it's like, like we, somewhere we in Europe. To, yeah. <laughs> We could go well into the continent in 22 yeah. hours. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's going like east from where I am. So it's like southeast. That's like to get Toronto. That's probably the nearest biggest city. There's a couple of cities that are like about half the size of Thunder Bay. And then going west, it's eight hours to Winnipeg in Manitoba. <laughs> so it's like not really anything close by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can. And that's not even from where I am. So we're about four hours away from the Manitoba border on the west. And then it's like I've driven to Ottawa and it was about 22 hours and that's still not even like the most eastern part of Ontario. That's how big Ontario is. Yeah. It's insane. But we're also only half an hour north of the American border. So Minneapolis is about six hours away. So I mean there's... I think we we went to... Actually went to see Kevin Smith in Minneapolis a few years ago. But that's like probably the closest place that would have anything big, big enough to go to. Um, we did go to BlizzCon in Anaheim two years ago, and that was actually kind of cool to actually go to a convention. And it was kind of neat to actually be like in a place where everyone's talking about WoW and not getting laughed at <laughs> for it, <Yeah. laughs> and not getting yeah. made fun of. And everyone's like, you knew, like 
you'd be walking past people and they'd be like, oh yeah, I was doing like this much DPS and AOE and like everything they're saying. And it's like, I know what it means, everything they're saying. And you could just go up to a perfect stranger and talk about nerd stuff. Yeah. So like being at a convention, that was kind of, you know, it was just mainly geared to Blizzard games, but it was still pretty cool to go to. But that was big and insane. Bad enough in Anaheim. I can't, like, I can't even fathom what it would be like to be in San Diego right now. Yeah, with that I, many I, people. I think I'd, I'd sort of, in, I'd enjoy Comic Con if I was, you know, like working there. If I, mm-hmm. if I was there, you know, as, you know, as like a creator or something promoting something, I think that I'd be all right at because then I could just sort of like sit behind my table and, you know, deal with it that way but i don't think i go as a fan and walk around i i think it would just it would just fuck me off yeah that that (laughs) many people you know all carrying giant bags of shit Mm -hmm. all like rushing around because they're excited and wanting to get places and i'd just be like i'm gonna fucking deck someone in a minute (laughs) i you know I, I'm not. I don't do well around like small groups of people. I'm it's like my, my my circle of friends is very small, and it's very rare that I see like more than one of them at once. Uh, it's like last year when we went to Thought Bubble in Leeds. Uh, there was there was me, there was Jack, there was Dan. Uh, we had Kyle from the Ultimate Spin con, uh, podcast, uh, like a, a couple of others. Um, Matty was there. I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. Someone else was there with us for a while. Um, but but to me, that was like a big group of people to be with. But yeah. we all, you know, it's like we all like, oh, well, we're going to go check over this side for a while. And we'll go over that side for a while. And we all kind of like <laughs> fractioned off at different times and all, you know, went and did different things. And then we'd come back together and regroup and yeah, you know, I, I just don't think I could go as a, you know, as like a fan, as like a paying customer <laughs> to Comic Con. It it would it would just break me. <laughs> I've seen like just seeing the pictures online of like the crowds and the people standing outside and like being at the one in Anaheim where like we got there early enough and there's literally like I don't even know maybe five six thousand people in front of us in line and another like ten thousand behind us in line where we were Jesus. and like that's like probably half of maybe not even half maybe like a quarter of some of the lines and stuff like when you see outside at comic-con like just that many people like i can't remember what it is at blizzcon i think it was maybe like fifteen thousand, twenty thousand people and i imagine comic-con's like way bigger (laughs) it's more like it's closer to like a hundred or eighty thousand or something like that isn't it basically comic-con is like um almost like Glastonbury Festival, I think, mm-hmm. is those kind of numbers. Because I'm sure Glastonbury is about 80-plus thousand people. Yeah, I think people. you're right, Matt. Oh, that was like, like always in... my dream to go to as like a teenager in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I want to go to Glastonbury. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've got a bunch of friends who went this past year, like who were there a couple of weeks ago. Nice. And, you know, told, told me all these great stories of like seeing all these amazing bands. And it's like... I'd love to go to a festival again, but I'm just getting too fucking old to sleep <laughs> on the ground. If I do it, I want to go in one of those like giant Winnebago's. Yeah, you know, I, I want to have like a bed, even if it's just like a temporary bed. I don't want to have to sleep on the floor. 
<laughs> I would love to go to Burning Man. I think that would be amazing to go to. I don't know if you guys know what Burning Man is. <laughs> uh, I know of the name, but that's probably about... it's a super like hippie festival thing in the desert, isn't it? Yeah, it's mainly like all like EDM and dance music and like techno and whatever, and just people being weird people super that dance high. to that. Yeah, basically out in the middle, massages and tattoos being yeah. given out, and like crazy amounts of drugs and whatnot. Yep, basically like one giant acid trip out in the desert. Pretty much, yeah. I think that would be amazing to go to. But yeah, so Comic-Con, I mean, my whole feeds on Twitter and Facebook is just everyone shoving it in my face that they're there and all the cool stuff they're seeing. I do have to ask, (laughs) because I noticed this yesterday, is I I just kept flicking through my feeds, like, Mm -hmm. periodically through the day, just more out of boredom than anything else, because I was at home. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll see what's going on. And I think I went on Tumblr, and... Basically, all of the posts for about three hours mm-hmm. was pretty much just Jennifer Lawrence at the Hunger Games panel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and all all of them re- reporting the same three stories over yeah, and over yeah. again. And I was like, I love Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, and he's, he's a very talented actor. Also helps that she's really hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I just, mm-hmm. I just think she's cool. I think she's, a, she seems like a nice person. You know, but my God, surely somebody else is talking about something else at Comic Con. It cannot just be Hunger Games. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'll leave Tumblr and I'll go, I'll go check Facebook. Go check Facebook. Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Lawrence. It's like I don't care that Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> is wearing a dress at Comic Con. Yeah. I want you to tell me something. I know um, there was a lot of Star Wars stuff last night yeah. this morning yeah they had like star wars day yesterday yeah. didn't they yeah i yeah. saw that behind the scenes trailer thing yeah someone showed it me at work today and i i, I got i got a little you know a little excited that there's like stuff moved in my cold yeah. black heart <laughs> somewhere. i was like when i was in the theater and saw the trailer for the new star wars and it just like hit me right in the soul like the star wars music and seeing like you know, Darth Vader's like mask all like decaying and everything. I'm just yeah. like, it's the same feeling that I get when I hear like the Jurassic Park theme music, or yeah, it's just I, yes. like yeah. something I, deep I had in to, my soul. I saw Jurassic uh, World with my girlfriend. I said, I warn you, I don't care how bad the movie is, <laughs> I may cry at the beginning. Especially when the kids are on the train and they're and it's pulling up, and I'm just like, oh my god. Something right in the soul with that music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I remember going back to a, a topic that I know Jack loves, Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Matt. You're interrupting my Jurassic Park music for Just Man of Steel. No, no. Just keep doing it's it in the background. One of the guys I worked with at the time, he was talking about the score for Man of Steel and was talking about how great it was. And me and a couple of others were like, well, he's never going to beat John Williams. No. And he's just like, oh, it's so much better, it's so much better. He's like, can you imagine a kid running around the playground doing the theme from Man of Steel? <laughs> it's like, no. You no. can imagine people running around doing the John Williams theme. I think, it's, yeah. yeah. It's big uh, and dramatic and theatrical and because it's... We all, yeah, you know, we all grew up. Is like, I know there's like an age gap between all three of yeah. us, but we all grew up watching these movies. Yeah, 
I, I remember quite vividly being a kid and my brother sitting me down and being like, right, today we're watching Star Wars. Yeah. The following day, we're watching Indiana Jones. <laughs> and then we're watching Superman. And just going through the, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. like all the movies he watched when he was a kid. Well, I remember saying, like, when they re-released is... the Star Wars movies yeah. and going, like, my friend hadn't seen them. I'm like, I don't understand why you haven't seen Star Wars <laughs> and how we're still friends at this point. Yeah. But going to the theater with her and, like, watching them with her again. Yeah. Star Wars theme and Jurassic Park theme is just, like, in my soul. <laughs> that feeling, I just can't explain yep. it. Like, yeah, it's just, 100%. Oh, my God. John Williams is... To quote the famous a cappella medley that I know all the words to, <laughs> John Williams is the man. Um, and I was trying to explain this to my friends the other day. Like, they're none of my friends are as nerdy with comic books and superheroes and Star Wars and stuff like that as I am. They're nerdy in different ways. Like, one of them's really into photography and knows all about the weird things about photography. <laughs> I will, I will never understand as much as she does about photography. For example. We all have our own little quirks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was like, and I just went, um, what the hell was that? What do you, what do you mean, what the hell was that? Yeah. That's, that's the music. That is the defining, yeah. like, that, that, that fanfare, mm-hmm. just that moment yeah. from that tiny little quiet moment to the huge explosion. Yep. Yeah of like hope and triumph and stuff yeah. is that John Williams score that defines Superman for me. That's why yeah. I know we've had this debate millions of times, as you mentioned, Matt, my hatred of man of steel. <laughs> Just that, that you don't get that hope. You don't get that. Bum, yeah. Bum. Yeah. There's, there's something that. about that music where whenever you hear it, you can't help, but you turn your head to the side and look up. <laughs> it's weird. Hands it's on like hips. Hips. You suddenly yeah. like, I'm Christopher Reeve. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's something about it that makes every kid on the planet feel like Superman when that music comes on. And that is something truly <laughs> special. The best part of Boat Man of Steel is there is that there's the YouTube the channel, end. it's like honest trailers. And it was like the one where it's like Boat Generals on how he defeat goes defeating the world with the power of dubstep. And it shows <laughs> like that the thing that they're using to like, you know, redo the earth to their climate or whatever and it's yeah but it's just like that but it's like remixed with dubstep yeah. it's so great i'm like it does sound like that terraforming the world yep with dubstep yeah like the honest trailers for man of steel is is so great and it's like with his two robin hood dads and like space robin hood dad and another robin hood dad it is so perfect for that movie uh, i did enjoy the um I watched the honest trailer for Batman Arkham Knight this past week. Oh, yeah. That was good fun. Batman, World of Tanks. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. It's, I did enjoy playing through that game, but my God, there's a lot of tanks. <laughs> I haven't even attempted to play it. I know there's like all these people talking about how it's like a complete time waster. Like it just steals all their time. Uh, I don't see how because I, I, I finished it in relatively short amount of time hmm. i'm not sure what my actual game clock <laughs> said but you know it's I, I did it over the course of like a week i think yeah it's, it's playing it like around work and stuff i don't know how you could just sink hours and hours into it maybe it's just side quests i don't know 
Well, that's the thing. I did all the side quests. <laughs> the, the only side quests I have left to do is finding all the Riddler trophies, which I'm currently just ignoring. And I was like, <laughs> I'll, I'll go find them eventually, I guess. So I haven't heard anything yet from San Diego, but is there going to be anything for the horrible new Batman movie? <laughs> I'm um, funny funny you say that. I just had a text from my friend. I literally just got a tweet um, <laughs> and a text. First thoughts on the Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Biscuits, as it is known on the Intercomics podcast. Um, first thoughts on the Dawn of Biscuits trailer. And oh, it is trailer. literally ju- it is just queued up and I'm watching it as we speak. <laughs> so I, I will let you know. Oh, yeah, I see that on Twitter <laughs> yeah. now. 26 yep. seconds ago, I have stuff popping up. Yep, yep. See, like... I don't know. I know everyone's like, oh, Batfleck and whatever, right, for Ben oh. Affleck and shit. But the thing is, like, it was the same with Heath Ledger. No, you're right, though. Every, every, pretty much every time there's been a Batman movie. Yeah, like, I feel... And it was, the, it was the same with Heath Ledger. And, like, yeah. I know everyone's like, oh, ha-ha. I'm like, yeah, but Heath Ledger was, like, the best Joker ever. Like, I love Jack Nicholson. I grew up with that as my Batman movie, the Tim Burton <laughs> Batman and Michael Keaton. But, I mean, you can't take away from Heath Ledger what he did for the Joker. And beforehand, everyone was the same thing because it was coming off of his gay cowboy movie. <laughs> and they're like, how can he be the Joker? Well, I know I'm Ben halfway. Affleck's Ben Affleck, you know. Yeah. But until you actually see it, it's kind of hard to judge. That's how I feel. Uh, the text I got from my friend, he just says, "Have you have you seen the new Dawn of Biscuits trailer?" <laughs> I honestly thought my interest couldn't be any lower. Turns out I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's, we, we've got our, our film tastes aren't identical. You know, the, there is a lot of swing from both sides. But we, we both like things that the other one doesn't. You know, we we're, we're both the same. We've got a fairly eclectic movie taste, you know. Mm-hmm. But usually, when it comes to stuff like this, our opinions are normally the same. And I know when I watched the first trailer, I think I texted him, and I was just like, "That's like two minutes of my life. I'm never getting <laughs> back." Yep. So I'm. I don't know. I I just don't care. We 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 get a lot of stick. On the Intercomics podcast for you know being Marvel zombies because we just bash DC, but the simple truth is, is if they weren't shit, we wouldn't bash them. See, and it's funny because like as far as like comics and movies go, I love the Marvel movies, but I love the DC characters. Not so yeah. necessarily like all the comics and stuff, but the characters because I like Batman and Joker and Harley Quinn and more like you know Catwoman and that whole the DC ones, but I don't, I wouldn't read like Spider-Man and Flash and stuff or even Iron Man, but I love the movies. Sorry. (laughs) Spider-Man, you know, and, and Iron Man and all that. I wouldn't read those, but the movies I love. Sure. And it's just, it's it's the complete difference because DC has, I don't understand why they can't make good movies with their characters. They have very, the better characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the two, the two definitive superheroes for the entire industry or genre or however you want to describe comic books are Batman and Superman. Exactly. No questions. Number one and number two, yep. in some order or another, you can argue which one is which, but they are one A and one B yep. basically. 
Spider-Man maybe number three, maybe, maybe at a push. But like those two are far and away the two most famous, most influential, most popular superhero characters. But my God, yeah. is Superman Returns unwatchably bad. Yep. Man of Steel is terrible. Yep. I don't like Dark Knight Rises. I don't like Batman and Robin. Yep. They managed to fuck them up in so many different ways. And granted, we've had some terrible Marvel stuff. If I'm going back in the past, in the 60s and 70s and all that, yeah. all the Marvel stuff there was pretty terrible and pretty unwatchable. But, like, it's weird that Marvel is establishing a brand that you yeah. can, that people come to see. People don't come to see DC characters because it says the words DC or the word Warner Brothers or whatever. Mm-hmm. They care about it because it has Batman in it. Yeah. No, nobody gives gives a shit about the Guardians of the Galaxy, no. but they went to it because it says Marvel's exactly. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, and it was huge. Marvel's Ant Man. That's yep. why they care. Nobody mm. gives a shit about Scott Lang or anything like that. But it's the brand and the universe that they built up, and I think that is the huge difference between the two characters. Mm-hmm. I just like sure. it's so crazy to me that DC can't do it with their characters. Like, whatever like, they do, they can't seem to do yeah, it. Yeah, and like, so they're going to make this horrible Batman Superman mess and then have like Wonder Woman and Aquaman and then try and make Justice League. Justice League should be like an amazing movie. The animated ones are awesome. The characters are awesome. The stories are awesome. It should be as good as Avengers, but it's not going to be because they just can't seem to make these movies. The I think the one thing that seems to stick out for me whenever this argument comes up is that so far, Marvel seem to be like they seem to have embraced the fact that there's a certain level of like campness yes. to their characters. Yep. Um, you know, like the, the bit in the first Captain America where he's wearing the wool suit <laughs> yeah. and he's on stage. You know, just how sort of like ridiculously theatric Thor is, and mm-hmm. you know that they they understand that they're kind of silly. It's like basically you tell you're telling a story about a bunch of guys dressed up in tights, like punching people. Yeah. It when you look at it, it's a stupid idea, and they sort of embrace that and they take it in. They take it in their stride, and their their goal is is like we want to make an entertaining movie that you know the you know general public. Well, excuse me. <laughs> Oh, oh Christ! Bless you. Sorry. Oh. Jesus. Yeah. This is why I hate the fucking summer. All the flowers on the goddamn grass. Goddamn flowers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like they've embraced all the like the silliness to it, and they're like, we want to make a movie for general public to mm-hmm. like and go see and pay money for, and that's what they're going for. They're trying to get a mass market appeal. Yep. You know, it's like why all their movies are like 12A. There's never any like real violence in them. You know, the mm-hmm. unless you watch Daredevil on Netflix. <laughs> unless you watch Daredevil on Netflix, yeah. Then but, holy you know, shit, that's violent. Or the yeah. or the Deadpool movie coming out. Yeah. Well, that's Fox. That's that. different. <laughs> yeah. That's officially rated R now, isn't it? Which is yeah. Um, rated R yeah. for rubbish. Rubbish. Well, I think um, that's the problem, though, is DC takes yeah. themselves too seriously. Yeah. I, yes, absolutely. That it's is like, the the other big difference with the what it, the from the Batman Superman pictures with the sad Batman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> standing yeah, yeah. in the rain, all sad. Yeah. And they like, they like, see 
the, the kind of main difference is that they want to distance themselves from the com- their comic mm. book origins. Yep. It's almost like they're ashamed of the fact that they're based on comic books. Yep. Whereas Marvel are like, it's big, it's ridiculous, it's camp, let's embrace that. DC is like, we're proper movie makers, we yeah. need to be taken seriously, we need to deny the fact that we're actually related to comic books, otherwise people won't take us seriously. And you think from the last, what, nearly 10 years since um, this whole thing started with Iron Man, essentially, and The Dark Knight and Batman Begins, you can embrace ridiculous comic book stuff and have it work and be taken seriously as a filmmaker. And DC seemed to have just embraced Christopher Nolan's, like, arrogant filmmakery. Oh, it must be a proper... It can't be an action movie, darling. It has to be a proper film. Blah, blah, blah. And it's Nolan being stuck up his own ass, and yeah. basically Zack Snyder in some weird, mm. like Americanized, broish version of that. He's essentially doing the same thing and being like, "This needs to be taken seriously. It needs to be gritty and real, and mm. like full of violence, man." And uh. I'm like, I think it, that's the it, problem with Man of Steel is like you took Superman, who is basically DC's version of Captain America. He's a fucking boy, boy scout, exactly. This happy boy scout doing good you know do good or goody two shoes whatever and you turned him into sad batman basically and you like took away the red and blue and made it these horrible dark colors and that's not what superman is superman is christopher reeve yes superman is a giant christopher reeve was huge he was like six five six six i think you know this huge horse of a man who can break you in half, mm-hmm. but doesn't. Yeah, because exactly. He, wa- he wants to be a good person. Yeah. He wants to be what he was brought up to be, which is a yep. good guy. 100% so yeah. yep. he puts on the glasses, he puts on the, you know, the business suit, and he goes and does a day job yeah. surrounded by people. And, you know, there, there is, I don't think there's anything finer in a Superman movie than seeing someone be a, like a bumbling idiot yeah, Clark Kent. Exactly. Christopher Reeves' Clark Kent was truly phenomenal mm-hmm. because he was a, for someone of his size, of his stature, to play like a physical comedy role, Yeah, that takes actual talent. That's not something that you can just like learn. Mm-hmm. That's something that you have to just have. You need to be able to do that. And it was, it was always like the cheeky wink to the audience. It's so like yeah, you know, I've sort of like I've knocked everything off Perry White's desk and I'm fumbling all my words and everything, <laughs> but you know for a fact that at the end of the day, I'm gonna rip open my shirt to my blue pajamas. Yeah. And I'm and I'm gonna save everyone. And I'm gonna do it and I am going to save every single person. Yep. And they turned him into the sad mopey Batman. Yeah. It's like yep. oh what does the S stand for on your shirt? Is it man? Like no, it stands for step the fuck off, bitch, for I slap you. Sounds yeah, they sad, like, man. <laughs> the fact that they literally don't even say the character's name. Yeah. yeah. Like we get Tony Stark, he says, I am Iron Man. Yeah. And like and within like moments, I'm Star Lord. And you're like yeah. Who? What? You came yeah. up with that name by yourself? Like yeah. uh, passed down from his mum or whatever, and mm-hmm. you've got like Drax the Destroyer and a giant tree man who can only say his own name and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Whereas you get like, well, hey, Sergeant, 
they're calling him Superman. And they're like, huh? Why are they doing that? That's such a stupid yeah. name anyway. Like, that's the fucking character's name. Yep. You need to embrace that. That's what pisses yeah. me off. They're, they're just ashamed of the fact that this is... They, they're basically just using Superman as a name, like we're saying. Yep. They're using the character's name as a thing rather than the fact that he's based on a, a comic book. If they could get away with just making something completely different and calling it Superman, they would. Yeah. But that's, it that's has basically to, what it was. They basically yeah. put a cape on some dude who just goes around mm-hmm. killing people. Yeah. And like Matt said, Superman to me is the guy that does the right thing and mm-hmm. saves people under any circumstances. Yeah. His absolute last, last, last thing he will do is kill people and take the easy way out. He is the one person on Earth. He is the strongest, most powerful being on this planet, and he will do whatever it takes to save and preserve good and humanity and everything like that. And the easy way out was just going around like, oh, um, you know, Lex Luthor's doing anything, I'll just go break his neck, that'd yeah. be easy. Yeah. What's stopping him from doing that again and again and again and yeah. again? Well, I think and it's the- like my husband said about Superman too. It's like how it would be so intimidating just to stand next to him because he's so good. And knowing that you would never be able to be as good yeah. as he yeah. is. Yeah. Like if, imagine you're Flash or Green Lantern or whatever. You have a, like a limit to your powers. You'd be like, well, he mm-hmm. makes the rest of the Justice League like pale in insignificance, essentially. Yeah. He is that paragon of light and goodness and heroism that the others kind of set the bar by. And they strive to be like Clark Kent. They strive to be like Kal-El, like Superman. Yep. He is the definitive superhero. He is the one that started it way back in 1938 that basically has defined the entire genre for the last 70 plus years, 75, yeah. 77 years, whatever it is now. And then now nah, he's just going to breaking dudes necks and being some other, like essentially another vigilante character. Yeah, exactly. Although but, I, I do have to mention that we did in a roundabout way, bring up Christian Bale again. We always bring up Christian Bale. <laughs> Somehow it always happens. <laughs> God, he's like a rash, that Christian Bale. He always comes back. He's like herpes. You can't get rid of him. <laughs> I don't understand how it happens, but it always happens. Go on, Jack. You love it when he stood there in the bat suit and he's breathing with his mouth open. <laughs> with his lisp. Calvin. Just a constant mouth breathing bullshit. And you can From see... A, from lisp. a Welshman of all people, yeah. you can see his lisp yeah. when he talks. You, you can, can see it. You can see his lisp. Yeah, when he talks, you can see. It's he never has something a lisp. you should say about Batman. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, Batman, look, I can see your lisp. <laughs> look, Batman, you have money. Just go see a speech therapist for a little bit. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Get that hair lip sorted out. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> what was it the the dragon movie where he talks with his actual accent? As well oh, uh, Rain of Fire. Rain of Fire, yeah. I, I'm not ashamed to say I fucking love Rain of Fire. Hello, mate. Let's go kill some fucking dragons, shall Rain we? Rain of Fire is Brit- right. Rain of Fire is basically like Jaws, but with dragons. Oh, Christian. I love Rain of Fire. Christian so much. Bale to me is still the kid from Newsies because I used to watch the shit out of Newsies as a kid. I was obsessed <laughs> with that movie to the point where I had it on VHS and it was worn out from watching it so much. I used to be so obsessed with it. So it's just bizarre to me that he's Batman. For those of you um, who are not big anime watchers or um, or into the, the Studio um, Ghibli films, 
the way to kind of experience the bat voice before <laughs> there was a bat voice is to watch a film which is my personal favorite um Hayao Miyazaki film called Howl's Moving Castle um you two have probably heard of it but maybe some of the listeners haven't um and it basically he's this wizard guy who um is is turning into a monster literally and figuratively and it's kind of his struggle in dealing with that and when he transforms into the monster physically He's just talking like this. <laughs> and he's voiced by Christian Bale. Nice. Um, and it is pre Batman Begins. It's like the end, it was recorded at the end of 2003, just as he was cast as Batman. And I swear to God, it's him like <laughs> audio testing his Batman voice as this giant, like, bird monster. It's ridiculous, but amazing. <laughs> and I love that movie. But yeah, if you want to go and see Christian Bale voice acting and actually being really good. Then go and watch Howl's Moving Castle because that movie's fantastic. <laughs> and you should watch Newsies to hear him singing and dancing. Yes, go, go and watch Newsies as well. It's it's sad that I actually have like two songs from the Newsies musical on my iPod and I actually still know all the words to them. If you really want to hear Christian Bale sing, this is something I always recommend. I think I may have mentioned it to you last time, Mandy. Mm-hmm. Is him singing the Powerpuff Girls yeah. theme song. <laughs> it's the best thing that's ever happened on the internet. It's an interview with him and Mark Wahlberg for The Fighter. And um, the interviewer is like, I know you you know, you know, guys are um, really into your music. What music are you listening to at the moment? And Marky Mark, being an utter dickhead that he is, <laughs> starts white boy rapping and busting out the lyrics <laughs> and rhymes. And being like, yeah, I'm really into this track dude bro or whatever the fuck Mark yeah. Wahlberg talks like these days um, and then feel it, feel it. yeah exactly <laughs> he turns into fucking Marky Mark he suddenly rips open his tank top and there's Pulls just buckets of water above him for some reason um, he's on his knees tight jeans you know the you know the score and then Christian Bale is like well my daughter right she's just she's obsessed with this TV show and it's the only thing I've got in my head it's just fighting crime trying to save the world and I come just in time do you know it power puff girls and he looks like the biggest dork in the world and I love it and it's still one of my favourite thing on the internet and him the interviewer and Mark Wahlberg are like what is going on right now <laughs> he's like that's the only thing I've heard for the past two weeks thanks to my daughter <laughs> is the Powerpuff Girls theme tune my favourite thing on the internet right now is the Shia LaBeouf remix song for Just Do It by Shmo Yoho just do it but the song one there's like yes. the song if I won the autotune one I watch that video probably like every day because it's so don't, great don't let your dreams be dreams Mandy yeah I love that one yesterday so you said tomorrow. <laughs> the other good one with that too is where it's like it was a vine and someone put him like on their balcony and they're yeah. like, how do you keep getting oh, up here? He's out there again. <laughs> that one's so Just good. Do it. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to call, or I told you yesterday to call the cops. He's like, yesterday you said tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I swear to God, Shy, I will come. <laughs> Just do it. That one's so good. But the song is so good too. I fucking love that song. I assume, I assume you know um, actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's one of my all-time favorite pieces. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I was watching something earlier on. That it's like an old thing, but it, for some reason, come back up on my feed again. And it was the bad lip-reading Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Oh, the the med- medieval one. Medieval okay. fun time yeah. one. I, I take everything back. That is the best thing on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Every time I'm reminded of that, I think like, 
this is this is the pinnacle of human creation like mm-hmm. art and like the the things that the human mind is capable of creating <laughs> will never surpass medieval fun time land that's so good like, i'll ask you a question I, I re- do you think they should make iphones for babies because <laughs> i do, I, do. Um, I remember um i can't remember if it's your skype bio or it was on your twitter bio or something um and I, we we just started talking um, about you coming on the podcast and stuff, Matt. And under your name, it just said, "I'm working on a gravity belt." And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. "He knows the thing. He knows yeah. the thing." And we bonded. And that was that yeah. moment. It's like I like this guy. Me and Matt are like, you know, yeah. that was I that don't... that was that moment where our f- friendship blossomed. Over. <laughs> we bonded over is, working is... gravity belts. For a while, I kept listening. I kept watching that video for that song <laughs> that kicks in yep. towards the end. And then I eventually found the song. And, like, I found the full song. It's called Modify. Um, by someone called Niles. And it's just it's on Spotify and it's fucking immense. Whenever I'm feeling I used to pice out in his squats. Yeah. Whenever I'm feeling kinda shitty, I put that song on. And it just it reminds me of this magical time when like Game of Thrones was like an eighties teen comedy. Yes. And you know, everything was just good. See, that what was like, great about 80s movies is they always had a really good song, and then they had a montage. Yeah. We and, we need more montages in films. I miss it. that in movies. Even just, like, the song. Like, they always had, like, that moment where there was, song. like, yeah, like, a really good song in it where they're, like, getting ready to do stuff or whatever. And it doesn't even have bring, to be the montage. But Bringing it back to slightly more topical things, but also very 80s things. Have either of you seen Kung Fury? No. Not yet. No, I I watched Not that trailer me. when you sent it to me. Uh, yeah, right. It's out. It's on YouTube for free. Search Kung Fury full movie on YouTube. It's like half an hour long. It is everything about the eighties compiled <laughs> into one. And the theme song, because like you said, Mandy, they just mm-hmm. don't do theme songs anymore. Films need yeah proper theme song. There's a song called True Survivor by David Hasselhoff, and it's my track of the year so far. <laughs> yes, I've, I've seen the video for that. Fucking majestic, and David Hasselhoff hasn't done anything good in the last, like, 30 <laughs> years. But this song is just the best. And it is my, like, alarm clock that just gets me going <laughs> in the morning. Just want to be a true survivor. I want to, like, fist pump and stuff and... <laughs> It's yeah, the most eighties like theme tune thing, and I I agree with you. I miss that about films. Yeah, Definitely. I think that was like the best part of Guardians for me was the second he put on his little Walkman and started to dance around to come and get your love. I'm like, this movie has me. Right yeah. there, this movie has me from yeah. that moment. But they yeah. needed to do something to get you away from that fucking heart wrenching opening. Yeah. You know, well, it's like, oh, there's Donna Cancer and you're abducted by aliens. Come and get your yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pretty much dead inside. There's very few times when <laughs> We've I actually that. like feel feelings. <laughs> but I, 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 I was just ready for crying at the beginning of Guardians. Oh, yeah. I was just I was it's just a mess. It's not that like sad but it's like really brutal like yeah. the, the fact that if if he did like the embrace with his mum and he was dragged away thing that would be one thing but the fact that they do the Peter talk to her mm-hmm. yeah. she's your mother Peter talk yeah. to her and that's a real thing that 
people do when tragedies happen. Not everybody just goes, oh, I love you, and hugs everybody, and it's like this sad like family moment. People shut down. That's mm-hmm. how I deal with tragedy. I know my mum was really, really ill a few years ago, and I just emotionally shut down. I had the exact same reaction. I just walked out and freaked out and didn't yeah. say a word to my entire family for, like, days. And that's why that opening scene is so good. I agree that with you, That movie killed me because my mom passed away three years ago. So I was just like, ah, right in the gut. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that killed me. That and friggin' Jurassic World with the brontosaurus. I fucking wept like a baby. I was <laughs> like, I am so glad that it's a 3D movie and I have 3D glasses on. <laughs> I'd be getting made fun of so hard, but I fucking ball. That should my be marketing for in 3D movies. No one can see you cry. Exactly, because I was horrible when the brontosaurus was dying. I was just like, I cannot handle this. I can't handle this. It's a CGI brontosaurus, but I can't handle it. I can handle the people. That's no problem. When it comes to animals, nope, <laughs> can't do it. So I guess we might as well wrap it up for recording wise. Anyways, anyways. Is that a word? Anyway. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a Canadian word. Say oot, a boot, and anyways. While I'm on the line, I want to say, do people actually say a boot? No. Well, because I think, I think Newfies years. do. I think it's like, it's Newfie slang. Um, no. Newfoundland, they're kind of like our rednecks in Canada. And I'm pretty sure that Newfies probably say a boot. But I, I've never personally heard a single person say a boot. Because I, I have an uncle who lives in Canada. I think we we talked about this last time. He lives out in um, uh, uh, Red Deer. Okay, yeah, Alberta. I think Alberta. they do say it in yeah. Alberta, too. Yeah. And it's like he, he's lived there since sort of like the mid-70s, I think. So my entire life he's lived in Canada. And comes over like occasionally and stays for like a month or two, you know, visits all the mm-hmm. family and stuff. Because my mum's side of the family is quite big. Uh, there's like nine of them, I think it is. Oh, wow. Um, so he, he comes and does the rounds and stays with everybody. And every time he comes, I'm like, I'm going to ask him if people actually say a boot. <laughs> and I forget because I have the worst memory. I think they might actually in Alberta too. I think they might say it. But I've never heard anyone say it. Although I do get told I say out differently or strange. Yeah, I've no more Canadians who say oat and a boat. Yeah. Rather than oot and a boot. I know the t- Toronto accent is more oat and a boat. Yeah. That sort of thing. So basically what you're saying is like people from Toronto sound like they're Scottish. Yeah. And what was it the, yeah. the Newfoundland accent is like almost like that too. Like there's like a little bit of you can tell it's like Scottish or English or something in there and mixed in their accent too because they have like the East Coast has a really strong accent. And I say pants funny and I always get made fun of it. And I don't know how I picked up weird ways of saying things, but I say pants and it's like I don't know, I say it strange same as I can't say tiger, I say tiger when I say it. So I have my own little accent. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I've said aluminum for years. But it is aluminum. No, it's aluminium. <laughs> it's aluminium. I know but I had I... a British teacher in elementary yeah. school and he kept saying aluminium. I'm like, no, that's not a word. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think aluminum rolls off the tongue better. It is aluminum. So that's why I say it. Well, the, the, the girl that I was on about earlier on, who's a big Harry Potter fan, he, she was one of these people that just thinks that anyone that lives in North America is a yank and is evil 
and you're all bad. <laughs> so I would say it to her all the time. I'd be like, I'm just going to put this aluminum in the trash. It's like, you're putting aluminum in the rubbish. <laughs> stop, stop fucking being a dick. In the like, bin. Yeah, in the bin. <laughs> like, oh, in the trash. In the trash bin. I almost had a, a job years ago at a college, and I think it was, I want to say in Kent, outside of London. And, uh, my husband's biggest fear about moving there was he would have no idea what anyone was talking about (laughs) with all the horrible slang and that and getting stuck in a roundabout were his like two biggest fears and now it's like he watches more British TV than me like he started watching Sherlock on his own he started watching Doctor Who on his own I came home one day and like found him watching Doctor Who I'm like what are you doing (laughs) and like he watches uh, Midsummer Murders Oh my god! He started watching that as one. I'm like, why are you watching? And then he's the one who started. That's one of those people over here don't watch that yeah. shit. Yeah, and then uh, he's he like got into Shepherd's Pie. He's like, oh, you should make Shepherd's Pie. I'm like, who are you? And then I'm like, are you slowly turning British on me? <laughs> okay, pod person, I'll do that. <laughs> I'm not complaining if you're turning British, but it's bizarre. But yeah, like that was his biggest fear is not understanding any of the slang. Oh, what the hell is it? We watched some other show, um, I think Shameless, with James McAvoy. And he was like yeah. super young. And it was like hardcore, like, you know, British, where you can't understand anything that they're saying. I think, isn't it Manchester it's set or just outside of Manchester? Yeah, they're, yeah. Pro- they're proper Man- Mancunians, yeah. yeah. Well, if it, you know, again, if it makes you feel any better, I live in the same place as the people that I have to serve on a daily basis, <laughs> and I maybe only get 30% of their words. <laughs> so, you know, to, I, I think doing it, you know, across a continent, that's, that's, that's pretty good 30%. That's that's nothing yeah. to be ashamed of. Well, I'm like, I'm, like I said, I'm pretty used to them. I grew up with them. I saw train spotting with my friend at the theater and she's like I don't understand anything they're saying I'm like it's not even bad and they had to like redub some of it for North America too <laughs> there was like thing in the news with that train spotting where they had to redo some of it I'm like really you can't understand what you and McGregor are saying like it's not even that thick of an accent I don't understand the problem I, I do love the story of um, when uh, Susan Boyle went on Oprah oh yeah they subtitled her because they couldn't <laughs> understand her it's like, Susan Boyle doesn't have a particularly strong Scottish accent. But in all fairness, they do that with like people from the Deep South and the States too on TV. Yeah. <laughs> they have to put subtitles for them. Yeah. I, I, I find it less annoying though than when you get, you know, you get like a news piece from, you know, somewhere else on the planet. And instead of just sort of like having the person be interviewed and they give you subtitles, mm-hmm. they get someone to dub over their oh, voice, yeah. but they do it in a really stereotyped <laughs> version of yeah. their accent. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's like, no, just, I can read, mm-hmm. just give me subtitles. Yep. It's less offensive. <laughs> That's true. <sighs> so the, the moral of the story is people are dicks. Yes. And just don't pay attention to them. <laughs> and eat, eat children. Eat children. Um, it will save you time. Because <laughs> you can just have more children. Yeah, and exactly. Eat them. It's a never-ending yeah. food supply. That's, that's kind of a long wait, though. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm hungry now. Yeah, I'd, 
I, I had a friend at university who was from Hong Kong, and he said that over there, the McDonald's, it had like a, I think it was like a 30 second rule. Wow. Where if, if it took longer than 30 seconds for you to like place your order to receiving your food, it was considered poor service. Oh my God. And he came over here and used the McDonald's and he's like, they're so slow. <laughs> it's like, it was like three, four minutes to oh get my, my burger. It's like, you know, back home it's 15 seconds. Or thirty seconds or something. Wow. Yeah, it's like can you imagine having to wait like nine months <laughs> to, eat. to come out. And then like a couple of years for it to get big enough for you to have like a good like you know like Sunday roast. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like that's, I, this is why farmers go crazy. Big enough to make like an actual meal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a, a baby's what? It's like an appetizer. Yeah. You know. <laughs> You better hope that I leave that part in at the beginning because otherwise people are going to think you're a horrible person. <laughs> I, I, I assume they think that anyway because I assume I am a horrible person. <laughs> so it's one of the charming things about my brain. <laughs> my brain's just a horrible place that no one should ever go into. That's my brain. And Neville Longbottom fills up most of it lately. <laughs> I does. <laughs> Too and jobby, that is. Yeah. A two hand job. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just realized what I said. Oh, oh, sorry, internet. You're welcome. Well, thanks it's... for being on my podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having us. And before you guys go, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> you can find us both on the Intercomics podcast. Um, it's all about comics. It's every week. Uh, we post every Friday. Uh, you can come and listen to us talk about the week's comics, uh, the big news in the comic book industry. I'll probably rant about Man of Steel. Um, Matt will probably say something grumpy in about how <laughs> humanity are terrible, full of terrible people, as he always does. Um, we're on Twitter at intercomicspod, intercomicspodcast.com. Matt is also running the website and doing lots of reviews on stuff there as well. Um, I know you've got a lot of articles coming up as well, haven't you, Matt? Uh, yeah, I've got a bunch of uh, interviews with uh, some very wonderful cosplayers. Um, I've got a, t- a couple of interviews lined up with comic creators, published comic creators, not just like some dude <laughs> I met on the street who'd like prints it out on post-it notes. Um, so yeah, go check all those out. And you know, if you find me on Twitter, it's uh, at Geek Without Fear, and just you know, just be prepared for grump. Grump. Like, <laughs> grump squared, I think, is a you know, an accurate portrayal. <laughs> well, thanks again for being on. And, yeah. Pleasure as always. Thank you very much. Talk to you again soon. <laughs> <laughs>